You are now locked in to the Fresh Off The Boat podcast, where we make the uncomfortable conversations comfortable. In this episode, I talk to Akash about Harvey Denard, its significance, and how we as young people can mobilise our social capital to understand and increase awareness of our own history. Enjoy. Alright, so we, this is episode four. We have Arkash with us today. How are you, bro? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. How are you? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. How's how's um the COVID situation looking like for you, man? Yeah, nah, same old, same old. This year's gone so quick. Bro? And nothing's happened. It's yeah, nothing's so happened for how many how many months? Like from like March to like November. Exactly. It's just flown by. Literally we we couldn't do anything. Couldn't. Yeah. Every everyone was at home. Everything was shut down. You tell to help out though, yeah? <laughs> yeah, uh, bro. Like, for me, I can't lie. That was a blessing. But then it's it a was. bit peak for everyone else. I can't lie. Um, but apparently, like, the was it the Chancellor? The Rishi, Rishi Sunak said that. Oh, Sunak, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, might, he might do another eat out to help out as well. Oh, is it? After yeah. this one ends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he learned from the last one, bro. Like, <laughs> but it is what it is. But um, yeah, how, how was... Um, for you, like the whole situation on lockdown and stuff, how was it in terms of just like generally for you, your mental health? Yeah, like as in I've been at work. So because like we were on furlough and stuff. So I started working at Sainsbury's okay. whilst lockdown was going on. So I was just working. Working. All right, cool. Yeah. That, there's literally it's nothing like, else you could it, do, bro. Literally. Yeah, exactly. It weren't too bad. Okay. So um, so today, like it's, it's quite an important episode. It's quite a special episode, actually um i have you on because we discussed this before the recording started but like yeah so um marvin and is coming up so on 27th of november um the reason why i have you on like i told you um it's because you were the person who kind of like enlightened me to the whole to the whole ancestry to the heritage so i'm blessed uh, man honestly thank you yeah so no 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 like it's it's important man to to uh, have these kind of conversations i remember like um it was i don't know how many years ago. it was like two years ago it was quite recent it feels a long like long yeah. time ago it, was, it, it feels long because of covid yeah, 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 yeah. i'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure it was it was like 2019 i'd say innit? yeah yeah 2019 oh yeah wow. yeah that, is, that was just last yeah. year bro, wasn't it <laughs> um i remember having i was sitting in a room with this was after a tsi meeting in it and it was just yeah, you, it was, me, yeah. couple others who, um and we were just, this was after the meeting finished and we were just talking and talking for a yeah. long time. And this was my first ever like the, like meeting and yeah, meeting you guys as well. first time I saw you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I was just sitting there and I was listening to like everyone talk and like everyone's opinions of what's been happening, um, what's happened. And like what, what got me into it was the fact that it wasn't like, I think so hard for stuff like historical things, like to get into it because there's so many like facts figures people put up graphs stories and a lot of you know because history is written by the victors in it so yeah exactly when you lose the, the loser's perspective is the one that always gets lost yeah in, exactly you know yeah. hundreds of years to come yeah it's always been like that as well um like exactly. just like in history in, in like, if we if we did like gcse history we learn about what's happened with the allies and stuff in terms of world exactly. war ii trust me yeah exactly um, but what I loved about that that day, and I still hold it to this day, um, is how like how simple. What obviously the whole whole um, situation wasn't simple, but the conversations we had were very like down to earth and like very simple. That I got interested in it, and I did okay. my own research. Um, yeah. Obviously, I wouldn't say I'm like an expert 
Um, I'll never. No, nah, me neither. I'm not an expert either. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it's the fact that you know enough to hold a conversation and. Yeah. So no, with me, no. basically, it just came about from listening to the, the older people that were in my life, uh, listening to their stories, meeting other people who, you know, some of them who were in the struggle and just listening to their stories. And you think, oh, rah, like I, I didn't know that. And then yeah. you just want to sort of talk back to the point that the next generation also don't forget what happened. Yeah. 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 And luckily, you're someone who wanted to do your own research on that as well. So I yeah. commend you for that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's important, man. I feel like there are loads of people are, are in the same same situation as us too. You know, just like hearing it from other people and doing exactly. their research. Um, so so yeah. So that that's kind of like a intro to to I guess today's talk. Um, what I want to start off on is sort of the history, not the whole history of you know the injustices and okay. the war, but more about. What is Mar- like Marvid and Allah? Why are we celebrating it? Okay. Um, so, yeah, can so, you give us some insight? Yeah, so Marvid and Allah is commemorated on the 27th of November because it's the day that the first uh, Tamil Tiger card race, so the Liberation Tigers of Tamil Nulam fought for the independence of a Tamil homeland uh, in the north and east of what's now known as Sri Lanka, called Tamil Nulam. So, the first um, uh, Marvid was uh, killed on the 27th of November. And that's why Marvid and I is celebrated on this day. Mm. Um, yeah, so it, it happens. I think it started in, I don't remember the exact year, to be honest. Um, but um, they started, they did it in the jungles of Vanni, where about 600 um, tigers grouped together to commemorate those who had died in the war. Mm. And ever since then, it's been happening every single year. Okay, cool. The symbol is the, is the Kartikapu, isn't it? The Kartikapu, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell me a little so, bit about what, like, why, why, do you know why it's, it's the Kartikapu like, as a symbol? So even this, uh, you know, the state of Tamil Nadu in India, mm-hmm. so their national flower is also the Kartikapu. Okay. So, you know, the, the flower itself, it represents the three colours of uh, Tamil Ulam, which is um, red, yellow, uh, white. Yeah. Um, it's black as well, but I don't know if the flower has much black on it, but the, it just represents mainly, you know, the red and the yellow. Okay. Uh, and that's something that, you know, it grows as well um, naturally in the north and east of the, in Tamil Nadu, it just, it grows there. It's native to that part as well. Mm. So it just seemed to fit in really well. And it's a poisonous um, flower. So you can make cyanide out of it. And oh, okay. the tigers were notorious for having, you know, cyanide capsules yeah, yeah. on their necks. So it, it will fit. And it's, it's, a, it's a symbol for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is an important symbol and I think it's important to understand the context behind that symbol as well. Um, yeah. It makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, and I, I, think, I think with the Kartikapu, it's, it's, it's notorious for blossoming during, during November. Right? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing, yeah. Yeah, so which is so obviously you know, like how... symbolic. Exactly, yeah. Um, so with... Um, so Marvira, the, the, the term Marvira, what, do you know what that means? Yeah, so it means great hero. So throughout history, yeah. all Tamil wars and stuff, all the warriors were known as Mavirargal. Okay. Which means great heroes, so soldiers and stuff. So that's where they got the term Mavirad from. Okay, fine. Fine. And obviously every year um it's it's an important month for commemorating those who've fallen in the war. Um yeah. and then you see a lot of organizations um not in, not in just the UK, but just like, just generally having, you know, just like a week's, uh, a week or two of like 
events kind of exactly yeah, yeah promoting yeah. that um so you know shout out to like tsi um tyo uk um and then you know tamil guardian and stuff exactly. yeah doing tgt so- as well yeah, yeah exactly yeah how important is are those sort of events and um yeah how important are those other events for us to learn about you know like the fact that even what are we now like 11 years after the war ended and yeah. that we're still doing them shows that what the Sri Lankan government is saying about us is not true how they're yeah. saying that um it was only a, a minority that wanted the separate state of Wulam mm. and you know the, the majority of Tamils were fine with Sri Lanka yeah. this just blows it out of the water because every year not just in the diaspora also on in the homeland as well they commemorate Maviranal every single year thousands of people gather around Kirinoji and Jaffna and they make their own Tuila Millams but they're not allowed to raise the flag like we can in the diaspora mm. but every year they all come together 27th of November and they still commemorate those um, who died fighting for the uh, for our rights essentially yeah yeah so it just goes against this idea that Sri Lanka has put out that Tamils are fine with Sri Lanka Tamils are fine with the way that it's being run but if that was the case then we wouldn't be celebrating Marvel now to this day yeah yeah fair enough that's i think that's very important as well um on the back of that actually i think um every year you see well i don't know if the listeners follow but on tamil guardian every year you see reports of you know shrines or destruction exactly or people yeah getting, especially this year they're using the well the excuse of covid right to um exactly stop yeah, yeah, the yeah celebrations happening um for you what why is why is that you know the stopping of those celebrations like how why does that show you know so, them kind of stop our culture around the time of you know when the tigers rose to power uh like in the in the 80s um there was also actually a singalese um militant group called the jvp at the mm. time mm. so they were based in the south and they also fought the government um so they uh, actually at the time were labeled a terrorist organization but they are no longer classed as a terrorist organization now. And they are legally allowed to commemorate their dead, even though these are people who, you know, the same as the Tamils took up arms against the government. These are Sinhalese people who did so. And yeah. they're allowed to commemorate their dead. Yeah. Why are we not allowed to do so? Yeah. yeah. And if we go back to May 18 of this year, uh, uh, we weren't allowed to commemorate Mullivaikal uh remembrance because of um covid they said mm. but the following day they still had their victory parade yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, made, it made no sense yeah, like yeah. it's one rule for one and another rule for the other yeah it doesn't make sense yeah it doesn't man and, and, and it's sad to see though um personally i haven't had any um relatives or anyone i know be, like you know falling in the war but you know when you do see these reports of um you know tamils trying to um you know obviously remember the fallen and being stopped exactly for in doing so exactly in doing so especially when it's an innocent act isn't it and being stopped doing so it's very it's a um, human right it's actually a you know it's a human right to mourn your dead so okay the fact that they stopped stop us doing this it's it's a violation of our human rights yeah definitely and especially when we have remember staying not in this country um it's I, I think it's a very similar similar thing um you can say of you know the tigers are a terrorist group and we weren't but at the end of the day it's morning that fallen isn't it the basis is, and is it's, the same it's one of those things you know remembrance and uh, like remembrance day and the armistice day and stuff um what these people fought for they claim it's you know for 
British to save the British. It was to save the British Empire, essentially. Yeah. So it was people from the colonies as well as white people from this country to maintain the status quo that we will remain the slaves of the British. Mm, mm. So it was racists fighting racists, essentially. Yeah. And even, you know, 100, was it like over 100 years now since the war ended? Yeah. 102 years since the First World War ended. Um, There's still, I don't think there's enough recognition for, you know, the black and brown people that fought in World War One and World War Two, forcefully yeah. as well. They weren't, it's not like it was a, a choice that they said, no, nah, I need to fight for Britain and France. No, these people were forced to fight mm. um, because they were ordered to. Yeah. And they never get the recognition that they deserve. Yeah, definitely. And it, and it relates to the point of history is written by the victors, isn't it? Um, exactly. These, exactly. These, That's the point. These stuff you don't, you don't read in your history books. It's, I remember in GCSE, I loved history. I loved learning about, you know, everything that's happened in the past. But it gave me a one-dimensional yeah. view about what's happened in it. Like, I don't know, what from the German side, what's happened, from the Italian side, what's happened. Like, that's something I want to know. Like, they obviously had reasons, right? But Yeah, yeah, of course. But um, things were portrayed in a way where... Controversial reasons. But as in, yeah, to be fair, exactly. even, you know, the Second World War, the reasons of, you know, Hitler doing having the war and, you know, Britain and France having the war were pretty similar. They're all based on racism. Mm. And then who could be the bigger racist, essentially. Yeah. And yeah. Hitler lost out. And yeah. because of that, there's heavy focus on, you know, the Holocaust. And there should be. Of course, don't get me wrong, there should be. But even in that same time period, the uh, the Belgians killed, I think, 10 million Congolese people mm. in that same okay. time period. But okay. nobody talks about that. Yeah. You know, it, there was this, it was um so they used slavery in order to manufacture their weapons in Congo. Okay. And that's how Belgium funded the, the war themselves and they killed 10 million Congolese people oh, in wow. that same time period but because Belgium was on the side of the Allies we never hear that side of the story yeah yeah oh yeah I've never actually heard that man well that's yeah that's just another, another example and just like a plethora of stuff man but um that's I guess when we're relating that to to Marvin and our, and our own history it just shows how important yeah. it is to know your own roots just exactly. from a unbiased point of view um, exactly because essentially we lost the war mm. we have to accept that but we should not accept the erasure of our history yeah we, it's up to us to maintain maintain and keep it going yeah definitely that's why it's so important you know even if you don't know anything just a, a quick google search will tell you xyz happened and then you go okay why did xyz happen and so on and so forth and then you start to get a better understanding yourself mm, definitely and um i think it's also important to have sources use sources that are reliable as well i think there's so many stuff out there uh, some are unreliable it's so difficult exactly yeah. like with us like especially the war it's so difficult because no one was there like there wasn't there wasn't an independent body monitoring the war mm. um but eventually the tigers did allow groups like the red cross and amnesty to come into the north and east whereas sri lanka was very against the idea of that yeah and especially towards the final stages of the war so around September 2008 time, um, the Sri Lankan government actually ordered Amnesty and the Red Cross to leave because oh. they said that it was get, it was get, it was going to get dangerous for them. Yeah. But the yeah. people, the Tamil people, didn't want them to leave. They wanted the third witness. They wanted the white people to watch their suffering. So just so that because you know this it's the idea that if white people see you suffering, then the whole world sees you suffering. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. So they didn't want them to leave. 
And you see that in the do- in that Channel Four documentary that came out uh, a few years ago, mm. that you see these people just filming people standing by their gates, crying, pleading for them not to leave, mm. and to witness everything that's going to happen to them. But the government made them leave. Yeah, it's the like, war without without witness. They call it. That's that's the thing. You don't you don't read that. You don't see that in a lot of mainstream stuff, isn't it? You have to kind of dig your dig your way to see these kind of and read these kind of um, stories and and information um because i'm guessing the government the Sri Lankan government is kind of censoring a lot of the, a lot of the things that we, exactly. we get to see That's, even it's not even just them now it's um well again i guess it's because of them that you know stuff like instagram and stuff mm. something that you know young people use the most mm. a lot of the stuff re- regarding the struggle the, especially the tamil perspective is heavily censored Mm. You know, you can't even post a picture of the Kartige pool without someone censor, uh, without someone reporting as a ter- they, terrorist organization, and it gets yeah. banned. Literally, just the flower, you know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's got to the point that even if you had information, it can't be related anything to do with Tamil. It has to be on like a plain background, a bit of writing. And even mm. then, if you use the wrong words, someone can flag that up, saying that this is violating Instagram's terms of condition, and then mm. it, that gets banned as well. Yeah. It's it's hard, man. Like, I, re- I do remember, like, the like during November, even like during like Black July and stuff like that. A lot of the things would get censored, like things I would see, exactly. and the next day I wouldn't see it anymore. Um, exactly, Instagram it gets taken down. Exactly, yeah. And Instagram accounts being you know suspended, um, which is it's sad to see, man. It is sad to see. Um, Trust which, me. And how we, do you expect young people to even learn about the history when it's not taught in schools? Yeah, and their only means of media is more than television is social media and mm. if it's not even allowed to be portrayed on there how are the kids supposed to learn yeah you know like access to education is it's a fundamental right but if we don't give um our future generation this information then it dies with us mm. and it's, it's a real shame the truth dies with us and that is a real shame yeah and that's what they want isn't it that's what the perpetrators exactly. want um at the end of the day which is what they're tr- what they're trying to do and which is why hopefully with this podcast, hopefully with everything that TSI is doing um, and everything, all the other organizations are doing, it helps kind of hold exactly, that. Exactly, man. We have to let like podcasts like you because this is a new way. It's a new way of spreading information. Yeah. And um, we want it to be as, as factual as possible, but also to guide people in the, in the right direction of yeah. Yeah. where to go and stuff as well, Definitely. who to speak to. Like These organizations you're mentioning, they're very, very good. Yeah, and I know TSI they hold um, events, don't they, for and pan- with panelists. Yeah, where yeah. you get uh, various panelists and various, mm. various ideas as well. Yeah, that um, you know, if you go and attend these um, panel discussions, you get a better understanding yourself. Exactly. Yeah, because a lot of these panelists are academics. They are people who not just they haven't experienced the war, but they've studied it into a lot of detail. Exactly. Um, there are some uh, uh, who have experienced the war as well. Because I remember when we. Were in TSI last year. I've forgotten the man's name, but he grew up on the island oh, okay. during the war, and then okay. he left. Yeah, I've, I've forgotten his name. Okay, fine. But like, obviously, those kind of experiences is, is important, isn't it? Having either it's experienced it exactly. or um, uh, or uh, studying You've it. Studied it, it enough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, so you mentioned talking to people is is the way was it you said talking to olders is that is it like like relatives or who's who uh friends not so much but it, it really depends that for me it was mainly just friends and then people that they'd introduce me to and then you think oh wow like this there's, there's a wealth of experience out mm, there mm. that's still there 
you know, and it, it's a shame that there's no way for everyone to access these people. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's a real shame. Yeah. But I think, I think lately a lot more people are advocating and sharing useful information. Um, 100%. Because we're seeing some, some res- it's not amazing result, but that we are seeing some certain changes. Like, for example, um, uh, last month, um, it was deemed, so the way that the, the, the Liberation Tigers were uh, labeled terrorist organization in this country was deemed unlawful. Okay. Which means that for the, right now, they aren't actually a prescribed terrorist organization at this moment in time. Okay. So I guess until the, the Home Office or the Foreign Office, whoever it is, um, I think they have to apply again. Mm-hmm mark them but do it the correct way i guess yeah but there's some changes you know really big changes that are happening and people are seeing it and i guess that makes people more motivated to be like oh okay wait i'm seeing something yeah let me learn a little bit more about this yeah 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 it's important to see a change man because um i guess that's the motivational factor like, I, I, for, for a long time like until maybe in the last maybe year or two there wasn't a lot that's changed in terms of us campaigning right um exactly. Like alone, like exactly we're starting to see changes because i guess the diaspora is not just the uk it's places like canada malaysia singapore and whatever who were exactly kind of yeah all in the same sort of boat in the same team and then you see loads of changes happening in, Can- in canada as well like um a lot of people advocating that there. oh yes with the education week yeah yeah so they're yeah, trying exactly. to put that through yeah so a lot of backlash there's getting a lot of backlash from sri lanka yeah and essentially Sinhalese people but for me, the funniest thing that I thought, well, it's not funny, but it's just, you know, I see, I saw, you know, during the Black Lives Matter protest um, earlier this year, mm. I saw a lot of people saying Sri Lankans for Black Lives Matter. And I just found that funny because you don't even know what that means. Yeah. I because there's no way that you understand the systemic oppression of black people in the, in the United States if you don't understand that of the, the the systemic oppression of Tamils in Sri Lanka. If you yeah. can't understand the Tamils struggle in Sri Lanka and how the system favors the Sinhalese over mm. the Tamils and you know how the system is built up to make sure that the Sinhalese always stay on top of Tamils, then there's no way you're gonna understand the, the plight of uh, black people in the United States. So when I see people say Sri Lankans for Black Lives Matter, I know you don't know what that means. Yeah. I definitely. know you don't. <laughs> definitely man, definitely. Especially when you start to learn understand all the different policies that they introduced back in the, exactly. well, not back in the day but back in the right, my parents generation i guess um and yeah, that's even still... older than that to be fair because yeah. i guess in 1948 it was um just after independence mm. they um so i don't know if you know during colonialism mm. uh, the british brought quite a few uh tamil nada tamils to work on the tea plantation in sri lanka mm. and when sri lanka gained independence the government actually stripped them of citizenship saying you guys aren't Sri Lankans oh, so okay. there's about a million of them who were stripped of citizenship yeah but then these people couldn't go back to India because India didn't want them they were like well they were born in your country they're not Indians oh, so we're yeah. not taking them yeah yeah so a large proportion of the hill country which is central Sri Lanka lost the right to vote because they were stateless they had no passport they couldn't mm. vote in the country so like a million Tamil votes were lost just because of such an unlawful act yeah. and you know even as you were saying like the policies and stuff so in 1956 um the i think is it was 
Bandaranaike at the time, the president, he uh, introduced the Singular Only Act. So the yeah. official language act. So um, the idea behind this was that they th- they said the Tamils were favoured more by the British than yeah. the Singhalese. Yeah. I don't know how much truth there is to that. But it's just said that for 20% of the population, Tamils uh, had 60% of um, like civil servant jobs. Yeah. Because they, sp- they could speak English because people in Jaffna. So it's, it just came down to geography, really. Mm. The South was better for farming and irrigation and stuff. So when the British came, they used the South as, you know, as farmland. Yeah. But in the North, it's very dry. You can't do much. So they built churches and made a lot of them Christians mm. and taught them English. Mm. So because of that, there were, okay, 60% of Tamils were civil servant jobs, which is, yeah, you're right. You could say it's unfair. So as a result of that, he bought the Singhala Only Act, which meant that you either speak Singhala or you, you're not getting into government. Yeah. And majority of Tamils could not speak Singhala. Definitely, yeah. They, they all lost their jobs. Yeah, yeah. So literally, man, just like, just like that, you hear so many of these sort of new uh, ways to stop our Tamils from progressing into sort of exactly. the high, high, high powers of position. Um, makes it makes it hard makes it hard to make any decent changes and and obviously recently with the whole um 800 movie you know oh, yeah. murli Mur- was probably the most famous Tamil person at the time exactly literally you know it's it's bittersweet because on one hand you have arguably one of the greatest cricketers of all time being Tamil yeah and on the other hand he he claimed that 2009 was the best year of his life yeah. this is a man that said that the crying mothers uh, uh the the mothers who were crying for um their missing children so you know 146,679 uh, tamils still remain unaccounted for yeah uh, following 2009 yeah. and the mothers who are asking the questions where is my son where is my daughter um you know they've been pleading with everyone and he said that these mothers mislead the media and wow. you, you, you're just thinking, how, how can you say Where's that, the man? logic? Yeah. Literally. And he's even said so that Sri Lanka is, is a singular Buddhist country and that we just have to accept it, you know, and, you know, they're the owners of this country. And you think, why, why should we accept that? Yeah. We're just, we have just as much right to this land as they do. Mm. Why do we have to, you know, accept that? And it's, you know, someone like him, he is regarded as anti-Tamil. Yeah. Which you know he it's it, he he makes the point he believes it's all about cricket so he goes the reason people hate me is because I play for the Sri Lankan team well it's not the case it's because of your politics you sided with the Rajabakshas the people who are behind the I wouldn't even say the Tamil genocide because the Tamil genocide spans from I guess independence mm. but the peak of genocide and you sided with them you know yeah. you endorse them mm. so of course we're not going to be happy when. Even if he is the fam- most famous Tamil sportsman in in history, your 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 politics it, it 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 doesn't represent us. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like sometimes I don't know I, I don't know if you agree with this, but I feel like his his politics, his um, view on politics is probably as a as a as a as a way to sort of stay, make sure his career is you know intact. Otherwise, it's I not get into- that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just to, even just to stay relevant, I guess. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I, I think there was a lot in that, and it was, it, there's a lot of gems in that actually. Like that, 
even I got out, um, got a lot out, and um, I'm pretty sure the listeners will get out as well. So just to sort of oh, thanks, man. wrap things up, um, yeah. like I think it's important to talk about what we can do as young people um, to, you know, just to have an awareness of our heritage, our ancestry, about what's happening in that country. Um, obviously, like a lot of people reject the idea, like yourself, that you're Sri Lankan. You're, you're not Sri Lankan, yeah, you're Tamil. Yeah, of course. I'm um, Tamil, not Sri Lankan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of people would never go back to that country. Um, but I think it's important to stress that that's not what everyone needs to do, right? Um, it's it's kind of at your own discretion about how much how much you want to learn about what's happened, how much you want to take that on board. For me, like I would go back to Sri Lanka because I do have a lot of relatives there. But yeah, I guess in the sense that if you want to go back, go back in it. Like it's also the way you tourism has to be ethical in the sense that it has to benefit the people mm. and not the government. Yeah. So you know, a lot of like these holiday resorts and stuff are actually army run, okay. um, and so none of the money actually goes back to the local community. So you've got to be careful how you do your tourist activities. Um, and you know what? Like, for me personally, I believe you know Sri Lanka. It's even the the name Sri Lanka came from the Tamil word Ilange, mm. which was um, after one of a, a, a Tamil king from the past, Ravan, and his name was Ilange Svaran. Mm-hmm. So they. Uh, they got the name from that. I it I don't think it represents the Tamils because they've used the name Sri Lanka to push forward their singular Buddhist rhetoric in mm. such a way that it distanced us. Mm. And you know the word Ulam itself. Um so it appeared in a um in an old poem of Karigala Cholan uh Pale, I think it was called. Mm. And that's it made reference to the geographical island so the island itself of ulam so when we say tamil ulam it's not something that we just made up in yeah. the 80s this yeah. is something from thousands of years ago yeah but this island is called ulam and we just say tamil ulam because we just talk about the the tamil part that is today okay okay oh right. okay i don't know that man wow yeah that, that makes a lot of, a lot of sense as well the fact that the, the fact that a lot of the things that we're saying a lot of the the words we're using aren't stuff we just plucked out of the air. It's, there's so yeah, much historical exactly. context to it, um, which is important. It's important to know that, I think. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And as I think you mentioned something about um, how how we can inspire the kids, like the next generation. Yeah. To, so I guess it starts, you know, just even just, just baby steps, you know, figure out uh, what happened in 2009. Yeah. And then when you learn about what happened in 2009, you learn you go on to ask why did the war even happen in the first place yeah yeah then you you look at that and then you look at you know black july yeah where it said you know between 400 to 3000 people died like that's such a big you know the gap in between 400 to 3000 yeah it's, massive. it's huge so the official huge. number is 400 but tamil's claim is 3000 yeah. it's, it's a big number definitely and then you know you, you go back even further you go okay 1981 the library was burnt down mm. And, you know, the library was, it was a staple. It was one of the biggest libraries in South Asia at the time. And it had pretty much evidence of the Tamil, um, the, um, I don't know how to word it, but the, the fact that Tamils have been on this island for thousands of years, they had evidence, you know, yeah. um, artifacts that, you know, one of a kind artifacts that you can never get again, that mm. were all burnt down and lost. Mm. And then you can even go back even further. 77, the 
anti-thermal pogroms following mm. the Vatukote resolution. And mm-hmm. then you learn about what the Vatukote resolution is. Yeah. And you just yeah. keep going back and back and back. And then you could sort of understand why there was a need for militancy in the first place. Yeah. Why militarism became a thing for Tamils. Yeah. Because politically, it, it was non-existent. Because I think in, it was in 1982, the Sixth Amendment stated that um, in government, you can no longer say the words Tamululam. So you could not, um, you couldn't uh, advocate for a separate state okay. in Sri Lanka. So okay. the political, uh, the way to go by, you know, the peaceful means, the political way was actually blocked off in Sri Lanka. So the only option that they had left was to um, use military tactics, you know, the illegal way, as they say. Yeah, yeah. So then, you know, you go further back and then you start to learn. And then I think that's how it, you should learn. You should learn it in stages, not just buy a book that says the history of Tamils from A to Z. Yeah, yeah. Because that's you're just too much information. Too yeah. much information. You're going to get bored of it as well. I think, yeah. Exactly. I don't know how you did it, but I, I guess it's basically what you said. I I did it backwards. I did it did literally from 2009 backwards. Um, yeah, Just exactly. reading and stuff. I think and that's probably, that's. I think that is probably the best way to go about it. Yeah. It's probably like information that that you obviously you don't need to read it in the day you can read a little bit every day um and exactly and you just one day keep going backwards and backwards exactly and i guess it's not even learning about everything that's happened it's just the key 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 events key you know uh, um, ideologies as long as it answers your why questions as long as it goes you know you go why did 2009 happen oh okay that and then why did the war start and then as long as it answers those questions you're i think you're knowledgeable enough to have this conversation and you know take it to someone else who exactly. doesn't know this yeah. or even your peers if your peers aren't tamil and you know everyone has their own stories everyone has their own background i think it's important and you know you should take pride in your background of course yeah and this is something you could take with you yeah and tell to people like tell people about it and you know raise awareness for Ula because yeah. you know the international community doesn't even mention that anymore yeah exactly. it's so intertwined with this idea of terrorism mm. which is wrong because the tigers it wasn't you know they talk about the tigers as a separate entity to the tamils yeah like they just came from a foreign land and took over yeah but no they were made up of the tamil people yeah. that's where the tigers came it came from the people it's not like a like say for example it was an indian army like a tamil Nadu army that came and invaded no it's the people of the land who fought for their land Mm-hmm. and that's what it was yeah that is the essence of what what happened what why it was important for us to have our own independent state wasn't it so yeah. um yeah so we'll, i think we'll, we'll finish up on organizations that we can point on point people to that that, that yeah. do help so on my, for me it the, the the people all the organizations were tsi tamil guardian um tamil uh, youth TYO. tyo um Obviously, a lot of my friends were like like yourself. Oh, there's also the Tamil Information Centre. I don't know if you know much about them, but okay. they... Um, so recently, the Kini Mini Services were this British mercenary group that um, uh, trained the Sri Lankan task force, the special task force in Sri Lanka. Mm. So these people actually um, have openly admitted this uh, amazing uh, investigative journalist called Phil Miller mm. um, go down to the bottom of these mercenaries and they even openly admitted to war crimes how they um they knew they deliberately shot at schools and buses full of civilians they knew mm. it was they were civilians and they still mm. did it anyways mm. and these are the people this is how britain was involved yeah and these are the people that trained the special task force in sri lanka so there's also the tic the tamil information uh, center they uh, work closely with him and that's how um you know they've been able to get to the bottom of that 
Yeah. So that that's also another good organization. Yeah, definitely. Um, because I, I guess with with these organizations, they provide information like bite-sized chunks that you can understand. And also, if you want to get a better understanding, um, sort of of the war and stuff and the reasons behind the war, um, a good book is uh, called War and Peace by Anton Balasingham. Okay. He was uh, referred to as the voice of the nation for Tamil. So he was a member of the Tigers, but he gives a um, sort of like a, a brief history mm. on why the Tigers came about and sort of their military, uh, sort of what they did and stuff. So that's also a good book to get behind. Yeah. Um, if you want to sort of learn a little bit about um, the rise of militancy. Mm, mm. Cool. Yeah. I think that's, that's a lot of, not a lot, as in, yeah, that is a lot of like um, good oh, organizations. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I think if listeners can just literally take their pick, a lot of them do have Instagram pages, which I'll probably tag in the in the bio um, or in the caption, yeah. which can point people out. So I want to finish off with something quite important, actually. So I know you do a lot of poetry um, okay. related to, um, well, you said you, you, you're going to, you're writing one poem a day, right? Or aiming to do one poem a day. Leading yeah, on to Marvel, like, um, yeah. So, it's been going um, well so far, to be fair, but sometimes yeah. you just run out of ideas. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It is hard, man. Like, I, as an, I don't have any experience, but like writing one creative piece every day on a very a niche topic is, is, is definitely hard. But I think it'll be nice to sort of hear one of them, your favorite one anyway, um, to finish off our, our okay. conversation. So this one is called Did We Forget? Okay. As the years went by, did we forget? The reason for why arms were taken, 33 bullets and two bayonets, their world was left forever shaken. As the years went by, did we forget? When birds had company up in the sky, the shells flew by, not a tortoise threat, kafirs dropped clusters that did horrify. As the years went by, did we forget that children used limbs as toys to play, bullet before pen for a young cadet, child soldier to the world they did portray. As the years went by, did we forget that religion didn't save us, our martyrs did. On your knees you prayed, on their knees they met death. Now to say their names, the world forbids. Okay, that was, that was deep, man. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for that. Um, there's so, there was a lot <laughs> of other ones that, that are very, um, uh, you know, thought-provoking as well, which is important. Um, uh, thanks, man. But yeah, thank you for your th- thank you for your time, man. Um, I really Honestly, do appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. No, nah, no problem, man. Obviously, it was it was a no brainer on my on my side um, having the person who oh. <laughs> obviously showed me the way. Um, but but yeah, thank you for your time. Um, yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of Fresh the Boat. Be sure to follow the Instagram and check out all the other brilliant guests that we've had in the past.